Toss a coin to your Witcher. I'm John. This is Red Dice Diaries. And today I'm going to be talking about what the OSR means to me. Okay, so there's been a little bit of chat on the Audio Dungeon, which, if you're not aware, is a Discord server where people, predominantly who do OSR-based podcasts, but other role players in general as well, chat and discuss the hobby. I'll put a link to it in the description notes of this episode in case you fancy investigating. There's been a bit of a chat on there recently about what does OSR mean? What does the acronym mean for different people? And so I thought I'd record a, a bit of an episode talking about what it means to me personally. And I'm just going to come out and say it. When I think of OSR, I think of one thing. D&D. Now, I'm sure lots of people will say... Oh, John, but how can you possibly say that OSR is just D&D? There's loads and loads of different games out there. Not just D&D, oh, there's Traveller, there's Cthulhu, there's hundreds of different games that have been around since God was a boy. It's not just D&D. Then, of course, there will be other people who will take greater front at the fact that I'm saying that the OSR, to me, means D&D and will assume that I'm somehow denigrating or sort of throwing shade at these other games. And to be honest, if you've got a problem with me saying that the OSR means D&D to me, then I would direct you to look at the title of this episode, What the OSR Means to Me. And when I think of the OSR, I do think of D&D. I'm not sure why that is. It might just be because I'm a fan of D&D retro clones. I've got loads of them. It might be the fact that the, the game, as far as I'm concerned, that initially coined the term OSR, Osric, the old school reference and index compilations, was a D&D retro clone, an attempt to take out of D&D all of the sort of open license stuff so that it would be a lot easier for people who wanted to make future retro clones to know what they could use. Basically, if it's in Osric, you can use it in your own games. So... It's always had that connotation to me. But as I say, that doesn't mean that I'm saying, oh, my way is the correct way or the only way of looking at OSR. All I'm saying is that to me, when I think OSR, I think D&D. That's not because I've got anything against Traveller. I've got a few different editions of that. It's not because I've got anything against Cthulhu. I've got a couple of editions of that. But that's what it means to me. If it means something different to you... You know what? That's absolutely fine. It does me no harm in the long run. If someone comes up to me and says, "Oh, I love OSR games," and then and I say, "Oh, love what sort of games?" and they say, "Oh, yeah, like Traveller," I'm not immediately going to like leap on them with like a pool ball in a sock and be like, "No, OSR means D and D, D and D only." That's not going to happen. One, because that'll be a dumbass thing to do. Two, it's not true. And three because hitting people with pool balls in socks is against the law. And yes, obviously I'm being a little bit facetious and I'm joking with the whole like pool ball in a sock thing, but you see my point. And I think, while I think it, I'm not saying that this isn't a subject that's worthy of discussion because genuinely I think it is, but I think we have to come to it with the right sort of mindset. If you say to me, 
oh, the OSR means this, this, and this to me. So like, let's say, let's say hypothetically, you came to me and you were like, oh, the OSR, it just means first edition traveler to me. I might say, oh, right, okay, but what about these other games? Now, that's not to say that I'm going to say, no, you're wrong. It doesn't just mean first edition traveler. If that's what it means to you, that's fine because that's what it means to you. However, I think often in these discussions, we tend to focus on the differences and the conflicts and how these differences can be sort of weaponized, I suppose, and used against other people who disagree with us, rather than looking at it from a slightly different perspective. Now, I'm not saying that I've never like looked at a game that someone liked and thought, damn, that is a shockingly shit game, because I have done. We've all done it when someone's going, oh, I love this game, it's the greatest game ever, and you're like, mm, really? However, I do try at least to, because I'm not perfect, I'm just a human, just a normal sort of person. I make snap judgments, I'm prey to all the biases that humankind is, but I do try and at least make the attempt to step back and not react on my sort of gut impulses. And this has served me pretty well when it comes to interacting with people online, and it's why I prefer written interactions. For all the for all the problems with like written interaction, you know, that sarcasm doesn't come across particularly well, you have to go the extra mile to point that out. Humour sometimes doesn't come across particularly well. What written communication is great for, you know, emails, Facebook messages, Discord, whatever you want to talk about, is there's a little bit of a disconnect and a little bit of time between me thinking something and me typing it at the keyboard. So if someone was talking to me face-to-face and they were like, oh, um, I think this RPG is the best RPG ever, and I really strongly disagree, the temptation is just to short-circuit my brain, skip that out, go straight to my mouth and be like, no, that's rubbish, that isn't the best game ever, which obviously can cause problems. Whereas if I'm sat at the keyboard and someone writes that... I take a couple of breaths to think about how I'm going to formulate my response. And by the time I've come to type it, nine times out of ten, I'm like, do you know what? It's not worth getting into an argument about. I'll either write down, fair enough, if if that's what you think. Or I might chat a bit about them if they seem amenable to it, but I'm not just going to go straight in with it like, no, you're wrong. So I think that's what's handy in that form of communication. And I think that what we need to focus on when it comes to discussions like what is... OSR and what does it mean to different people is that it can mean a multitude of different things to different people and to me that is one of the real strengths of RPGs not just OSR RPGs but RPGs in general there is a multitude of different people different game systems uh, different rules different dice story games indie games traditional games whatever you want to call them Basically, for whatever your taste is in terms of RPGs, there will be something out there that will suit you. And I think that's great. I mean, we're always sort of talking about how important diversity is nowadays in terms of the the types of people that are coming into RPGs. And quite rightly so. It is important that we get as many different viewpoints and different types of people involved in the hobby as possible. That's a very worthy goal and something very worthy of supporting. However, I also think it's useful to remember that diversity stretches to more than just the people. What about the 
What about the diversity of games and different systems and the diversity of viewpoints when it comes to people's preferences regarding those games? So just because you like you're a diehard Pathfinder first edition player who look who a big part of the game is optimizing your character, getting the best character you want. Now, that's not a particularly a particular style of game that appeals to me personally. However, that's not to say that that invalidates your enjoyment of it or your enjoyment of that game. Of course it doesn't. Am I going to jump in and play in that game? Probably not. But does that mean I've got any right to say that game shouldn't be happening or that game's not a proper RPG? Does it, bollocks? Of course it doesn't. So, to bring things in a roundabout way, because I know I've got on a bit of a ramble, as I want to do occasionally, OSR for me means D&D. That's what I always associated with D&D, the retro clones, games like that. However, that may not be what it means to you. And I would encourage anyone out there who's RPGing, maybe listening to this podcast for the first time, maybe doesn't know what OSR is, go out and have a look on the web, all the different websites. If you search for old school renaissance or old school revival or just OSR, you will find hundreds of different websites with different people all having slightly different viewpoints on what the OSR means to them. And I would encourage you to read and digest as many of those different viewpoints as possible. Then play a few games, find out what the OSR means to you. And I think that's one of the most important things. It's not what it means to me, sitting here recording this podcast. It what it means It's what it means to you out there listening to it. And I think... The fact that we all form our own definitions of what it can mean to us and that there is this diversity and this coming together of people with different viewpoints. I think it's one of the great things about our hobby and it's certainly what gives me hope for the fact that the hobby will continue far into the future, probably long past my own mortal lifespan. And hope whatever form games take in the future, whatever RPGs evolve into, whatever new technology comes in, People will always be finding new ways to reinvent it. They'll be finding their own meaning in the hobby. And I think that's a wonderful thing. So there's my thoughts on what OSR means to me. If you want to chat about this, you can email me, reddicediaries at gmail.com. If you want to leave me a voicemail message, there'll be a link in the description of this show. You can leave a voicemail message on Anchor. I really do enjoy listening to those. If you're not too keen on on the whole minute limit that you have on voicemails you can always record yourself on an mp3 or whatever attach it to an email send it to reddicediaries at gmail.com and i can still include that in the show as long as you're happy for me to do that and i really do enjoy listening to all the different voicemails and answering them it's the whole dialogue that i enjoy as part of running a podcast and it's that to and fro that really makes it worth doing in my opinion so until i see you all next time take care roll those dice whatever games you're playing have fun and i will see you all soon take care also if you're a fan of fighting fantasy this evening myself and my fellow hosts of the group cast purple worm are coming together to do an actual play 
of the legendary fighting fantasy adventure game, The Riddling Reaver, written by Paul Mason and Steve Williams, edited by Steve Jackson. And that's going to be run for us by our very own Dave Aldridge of the Deeper Centile podcast. It'll also be streamed live this evening at about 7 in the evening UK time over on the Purple Worm Twitch. So if you're interested, pop along, give us a listen. I'll be monitoring the chat in that, so you might even get to ask a few questions. Anyway, take care, and I'll see you soon. Exotica.